Welcome to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, education, and more. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and also find us on all social media networks at Real Talk That Talk. And now, let's start the show. Here we go. Let's get down to the first topic. And the first topic is really kind of along the lines of what we were already talking about. And seeing as um, we got a few panel members missing, uh, I'm probably going to have to get in on this one. I'm going to try to have to figure out how I'm going to be able to jump back and forth, but we'll figure it out. All right, here we go. Is the needs of our fans disrupting the education students could be receiving? Is the needs of our fans disrupting the education students could be receiving Quan. uh i think it's disrupting it only from the perspective of from a popularity you know aspect um or either swaying their opinions so to speak like no lie where we live in a, a time frame where social media is influential there's no denying that social media influences trends, uh, fashion, you know, so forth and so on. Dances, you know. So when it comes to band and the HBCU culture, it does influence it. So at the end of the day, the reality of it for us is it does influences the kids and honestly influences kids to what specific schools that they're interested in. So in my opinion, does it disrupt it? It it depends what perspective though like from the education whatever institution that is that's going to be that institution right but it just depends on how your your band program or your music education program is set up to function uh can they keep the you know the noise away from the kids if you can do that then i don't think it disrupts it but if the band director is to a degree immature and is being influenced by those fans then yeah it can disrupt that uh, that education process. All right, Maya. Is the needs of our fans disrupting the education our students could be receiving? Uh, I'm not really sure. I'd I'd like to think that a band director or the band directors aren't necessarily saying, "Let me have my ear to the streets." let's jump in the comments and I'm going to base my band program off of those things. Or I don't know that that's a hard question because that goes back to what we talked about in terms of what do the people want? Are we performing? We're giving more bias or we're giving more recognition to stands versus the field. But I guess you could say that that could be someone kind of falling into the line of what the fans want, but I don't necessarily think in terms of pedagogy in terms of the band room and what's being taught to orchestrate and to, to build the foundation in which the band program is made upon. I don't necessarily think that is dependent um, upon what the comments or what the people are saying. Um, I don't know. That's, that's a weird one because there's so many ways for it to go around and around and around, but I'd like to say, no, I don't think that it's disrupting the education, which are the curriculum itself, the pedagogy, like we said, in which these bands or these programs are being brought up on. Okay. Um, I'm going to say this. I, I, and this is the kind of, kind of the way that I look at it. Um, 
I think that sometimes we tend to forget about the students who are music educators. You know, a lot of the times we focus on, especially in HBCUs, you know, um, and I really want to kind of harp on the HBCU bandwagon right now because we give a lot of attention to our marching band, right? But that's not the extent of what we do as music educators. There are a lot of people who are in these programs who are, you know, nursing majors and kinesiotherapy majors and all of that kind of stuff. But the reality is there are people who are in these programs who are a part of that music education. And I tend, I, I tend to believe that we overlook them a lot because we give in to what the needs of our fans are because our fans want to see um, a, you know, us blowing that hole in the stands. You know, they don't care about the pedagogy. Like you said, uh, Maya, we the blacks don't care about the pedagogy. We care about blowing that hole. We care about who's cranking. We care about who's the loudest. We care about how many whole notes you can play and playing these elementary arrangements, arrangements that's not called elementary arrangements because it's blowing. Um, I think that we we tend to overlook that. And as HBCU music educators, sometimes we come out unprepared. I mean, let's be real. We're at the end of the marching season and a lot of people are going to the parade season, uh, quote unquote. Right. How is that preparing a music educator for what they have to endure in the future? How is that preparing them for the classroom when they step in there? Um, because after at the end of the day, that nursing major who is, um, you know, doing that parade will still be taught the necessary things they need to be taught in their uh, particular curriculum to be a nurse. Right. But and on top of that, they don't have to necessarily participate in that parade. But because in most cases, music education and music education majors, that's an ensemble to perform. Nine times out of 10, they have to be there. So are we really, really thinking about the music educator and are we giving in to our fans? So any thoughts on that? Well, when you say it like that, I didn't even think about that perspective. Well, then, yes, I would definitely agree in that manner. Um, like you said, jumping into parade season as opposed to focusing on concert band or wind ensemble or or student teaching or whatever the case may be. Yes. And in that case, the the or the the music education um students, those are they're definitely getting not even the second tier, but the very bottom end of the of the bunch. So I can agree with that. So from the way you posed that question, absolutely I agree. I'm like my I agree. But also it's a it's just a lack of interest just overall in in regards to uh concert band for the masses so what i what i did what popped in my mind just now out you know of course we say that it kings but great consistent band southern so the video that southern posted from the human jukebox one month ago for power by kevin gates has seventy one thousand views right they did a concert in 2019 that only had 3.5 thousand. So three and a half thousand views. So if you look at that, the reality of it is because it's not quote unquote big business, because marching band is the big business at the universities, it's going to get to the forefront. And that's the unfortunate thing. But what I realize is it's it's going to take more music educators to go back to those universities to inform those students that say, bro, there's life after marching band. 
And please understand that nine out of 10, you're going to have to, like I said before, you're going to have to build your program. So while you hyped up off of marching band, marching band is not the end all or be all. What are you going to do if you got to teach your kids how to play, you know, play the trumpet from scratch? How, how, what type of pedagogy or methods or concepts you're going to teach them on how to buzz their, uh, you know, buzz in the mouthpiece, so forth and so on. If it's a dance class, you're not going to start your first dance class with 40 kids. It don't go like that. How are you going to teach them the, the specific fundamentals? And those are the things that we need to be preaching to influence the kids that hey, it's life after marching band, bro. If I know what I know now, I would only march two years possibly in the band and focus the rest of my time at Prairie View on the education aspect because it's so much you lack. Because as a kid, you don't know that. you just having fun with your people. But once that's over and you put them boots up, you know, perspective, from that perspective forever, there is so much that you realize that you're lacking. And that's honestly what we need to go back and teach our kids because I nobody came back and told us that. Okay, facts. Uh, first of all, I want to welcome uh, the man to the panel. And I think he's uh coming from work. I'm gonna assume that. So let's welcome Emmanuel to Most the panel. So it's all right. You you in the car? Hopefully you don't got the signal like Quan. Otherwise it's it's gonna drop. Uh, but uh, you got you got any thoughts on this, brother? All right. So what was the what was the original question? Uh, is the needs of our fans disrupting the education our students could be receiving? Most definitely. Uh, that, that's without question. Uh, a, as you know, you taught at my rival school five minutes up the street from where I'm at. So you know good and well what our area was looking for. If they weren't out there uh, blowing, blowing they blowing their nose here to there, it really wasn't an interest to the community. And these the grown folks. We're not even getting on the students and their interest in the fact that they go look at YouTube 24-7 and say, why we can't do that? This band is doing that, so we got instruments like them, and they don't understand that there's a true process that, that comes with building you up to do this and understanding that you're in high school as a sophomore and you have to actually learn how to form an amateur, use the proper air and all of this and learn how to read read the staff, rhythms, rest, etc. So the community definitely if it's not loud, they're not trying to hear it over, over here. And folks that have a town meeting on you because you're not producing what they would like to see. Okay. Yeah. I can definitely agree with that. Something that just popped in my head uh, while all of you guys were giving your thoughts is this. When I, and it, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about the fans and all of that kind of stuff. Maya, let me ask you this question. Would you walk into an operating room and say that, you are perform performing that surgery wrong. <laughs> Will you walk into an operating room and say that you are performing that surgery wrong? I'm confused. It's a it's a, just a question. Would you walk? Would I walk into an operating room and be like, "Hey, sir, are you doing it wrong?" Yeah. No, because I'm not a surgeon. Okay. 
Quan, let me ask you this. Am question. I a surgeon? No. Hey, just listen, girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see where this going. Quan, let me let me let me ask you this question. Uh, would you go into a fire uh, or go into a burning building where they are trained firemen and tell them this is not how you put out a fire? I don't like that. Do it better. No, because I know where you're going with it. Let me let me say the difference with this. I want to hear the, the, di- the, the, the difference with that all is this. Because honestly, even though it's an education, we as educators choose to educate, right? They don't look at it as education. They look at it as entertainment. That's the big. That's the big. But then itself is the problem. That's the problem. Even if you look at it, and I I don't disagree with what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but even if you look at it as entertainment, you still have to respect the fact that there are educators in front of these students. Whether is whether it's middle school, high school, or university, the mm-hmm. educators should have the biggest voice. And I think that what's happening now is we're giving people who don't have the education louder voices than the people who have the education. And we're telling the people who have the education, uh, what you doing? What you what you talking about? We ain't even worried about. Right, but but that's when that conversation that we had, I believe, last week about about bandheads. The bandheads are the loudest because let's be real. Some of them have an ego to where they feel like, well, I was the coldest one in my college band and I wasn't a music educator. You feel what I'm saying? So like you have some people that feel entitled that gas these people up. You know how many people I didn't march with, you know, at PV that feel like, bro, my opinion matters because I was cold. And so too many people. And let's be real. If you let me say it like this. So, Julian, you were outstanding player. Right. If you had a if you had a gentleman from from your university, Norfolk, that is now a great educator, but he was a trash player, but he was he was trying to correct you on something. Would you feel okay to take heed to the advice or wisdom that he's given? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to keep it 100. I would Mm -hmm. actually listen to his group first. Well, you different because most people be like, most people be like, bro, get the hell out of my face. You was trash in school. And that's 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 the lack of maturity that we're having, though, overall. I mean, I'm going to tell you like this. There are some great people. There are people out there who are great musicians, but just terrible teachers. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I say I would listen to their group first, Mm -hmm. you know, but I don't disagree with what you're saying, because that kind of goes back to that conversation that we were having last week with Justin, where he said he wouldn't listen to, I don't think, he, were you on that call still in the after party? When he said that he wouldn't listen to an opinion of a band, of a person from a band that was, that was like buoy. <laughs> like if I, if, if I march from Southern or if I, well, I won't even use Southern cause I don't like throwing Southern out there. Cause you know, if I, me marching from Norfolk, I wouldn't listen to the thought of somebody from Bowie who said, hey, man, like y'all intonation was off because he marched for Bowie. Like, but he may have a point. You know what I'm saying? I I, I don't know, man. I, I my 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 thought process and my brain is kind of like I really think that as far as educators are concerned and this thing that we do call music education, band, 
all of this, I think that the educators should have the loudest voice. And I think what ends up happening far too often is the fact that the people who are not educators, the people who play third trombone, who work at McDonald's, have the biggest voices. And I think that that is where we are failing our students. And I think that as educators, that's where that's where we're losing because we're allowing their voices to be to dictate what our students find important. So that's my thoughts. Any any final thoughts on that? Oh, shoot. I didn't look up my back. I guess not. All right, cool. So maybe we're moving through this. All right, good, good. All right. So let's go. Let's do it right. If you're just tuning in, welcome everybody to Talk That Talk, where we have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. Please make sure that you go ahead and click that like button. It's free. Hey, as a matter of fact, let me go ahead and stop this real quick before I do my keep doing my little spiel. One of the things that I was talking to my manager about, a.k.a. my wife, one of the things that I was talking about uh, with her today that I found really interesting is why is it so hard to click a like button? Why is it so hard? To, you like you like watching like you're literally watching right now and many are commenting. But it's so hard to just say, hey, man, I support this person by just clicking the like button. That ain't even that hard. There are there are there are YouTube pages that you didn't have since 2010 that you ain't looked at yet. And yet they are you still subscribe to it. They ain't put up a video in 10 years. You looked up how to put together my sink in the house and subscribe to their channel because you like that one video and you come here every week. And then don't hit the subscribe button or the like button. Come on, man. We got to do better. Not not even in the sense of not even in the sense of me just trying to get the likes up, but me just talking about support. Let me tell you how what support looks like. I didn't even know the show Crucial Conflict was a show. I had never heard of it before, before they came on the show. Do you know what I did? I went over to their page and I hit the subscribe button. Why? Because that's support. Come on, man. We got to do better. We got to do better. And with that being said, go ahead and go over to the YouTube page and click the subscribe button uh, and turn on notifications. So that time, anytime we upload something, it's right there for you. All right. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's keep it popping. All right. Let me tell you how this kind con- this story started off before we get to this. So uh, this past week I had um region concert and clinic. Regent concert and clinic for uh, about, uh, I want to say, eight of my kids who had made it into the region of concert and clinic. One of the things that I found that was really, really, really disturbing to me is that as a black band director, the number of African-American kids out of 486 kids, I could count on one hand. Let me say this again. Out of 486 kids, I can count on one hand. No, I'm not going to say one, two hands, two hands. The number of African-American kids that I see that I saw at region concert and clinic. And if nobody knows what region concert and clinic is, it's basically you go through an audition process uh, throughout the, the year. Well, not throughout the year, but maybe about a week or so prior where they're giving you difficult music 
uh, that that showcases your technicality on your specific instrument. And then if you do well, you make one of three bands and then you go and perform with that with that band or that program. Um, and like I said, I could I can count on two hands the number of chocolate folks that I saw. So here's the question. Are our priorities in the wrong place? Are our priorities in the wrong place? And it's not necessarily just for a band standpoint, uh, because it can even go back to what I was saying about dance a long time ago, a couple of couple of episodes ago. Well, it was a lot of episodes ago uh, when I was talking about why are we only hitting the jazz or not the jazz daddy, but the heels daddies right after we get out of school. So that's the question on the floor. Are our priorities in the wrong place? Maya. Um, I don't know. I, I like to, what do you mean by that? Like, can we take it a, a step deeper? Because my initial thought is it's typically it's off of influence and we like to do things that we see those around us are doing or what's getting the praise. And typically the blacks are not in the arts in itself. So as kids and especially men, what if you're black, what you probably need to be playing sports. You're supposed to be playing basketball, football, whatever the case may be. And a lot of those things aren't necessarily pushed or motivated by our parents and by our community. So I think that if, if I'm thinking about it the right way, that has something to do with it. Um, my perspective is a little bit swayed because every band program that I've been in has been black, <laughs> you know, but um, I, I don't even know what the, the demographics in terms of our schools or our communities look like. I don't have enough um, knowledge in that area to, to, to be able to speak from that standpoint, but I'm assuming that it starts with the likelihood of being able to feel motivated or feel as if that is the arts is something that kids are wanting to do or can do. It's an option for them or something that is, I mean, I, we put a basketball in kids' hands before we put a flute or a clarinet or whatever the case may be. So maybe that has something to do with it. But is that our priorities in the wrong, right or wrong place? I'm not sure if that's the follow-up question or not. And I'm sure as we continue to talk about it, it'll, you know, the question will expand itself, but that's my train of thought at this point in time. All right. Lemanuel. Are our I believe it goes from campus to campus. Um, just I'll take my situation uh for example. Uh for the first time in 15 years, I've had students make the all-city band. But I've had 10 band, at least close to 10 band directors before me. And I can tell you that some of those marching bands were way better than what we're producing currently. Uh, solo and ensemble. Students have qualified for state contests for the first time in 10, 15 years. So where where are we talking about because the marching band is 
the the face of what people think band is over here in this area. If you're not breaking it down on Martin Luther King Avenue down on the parade, there is ain't nobody trying to hear what you what you have to offer for that program. So I believe it just depends on the the band program or that director. Uh, what his priority is. Uh, I hadn't had a jazz band uh, band here just because I'm dealing with beginners. I would rather deal with teaching these kids the fundamentals of how to read, how to how to how to play, because 50 percent of my band just started in September. So my priorities may look a little bit different because what I have to work with in order to be successful. are our priorities in the wrong place so so for me like we was just saying i think this is this is something that's somewhat subjective pending the area that you uh teach or reside in so let me say that i think in and i'm not gonna you know be immature and say in urban in all urban areas either because like what i one thing that i've learned is through the conversations is I'm kind of going to be like Rick. There are some great bands out there, so their priorities are in the right place. But I must say that from my experience and what I've seen, our priorities are wrong from the elementary perspective because we're not introducing uh, students to music in an adequate program early enough. And what I mean by that is, when when was the last time you saw an astounding ORF program? When was the last time that you saw an astounding recorder ensemble? When was the last time for that that intermediate age uh, age group from like fourth and fifth grade or uh, fifth and sixth when that fifth grade sector when it was like, OK, you guys, we, we have this old program. We uh, you know, we were teaching the Kadai method. And at sixth grade, you have the option of joining choir, joining band dance so forth and so on when was the last time that we actually saw that and i'm only going by my experience so if your priorities is wrong from the elementary by the time you get to middle school honestly you see this growth in middle school and then this shrinkage when it wants to get back to high school because then you give them more options so i think my my opinion if you introduce them to earlier and you give them the appreciation of love for music, regardless if you, you're not trying to major in music, but you just have a, a, a fond appreciation for music and different kind of music that respects all cultures, all walks of life, no matter if the demographics of your school is predominantly black, predominantly Hispanic, predominantly white, so forth and so on. You have a different, honestly, viewpoint and perspective of life, as well as you just love music in a different point of view. I think our priorities are wrong there. And if it starts early, if we introduce in a better manner there, I think, honestly, we would have, uh, in my opinion, from a vertical aspect, better band programs, better overall comprehensive concert band programs overall. So in my opinion, if our priorities are wrong anywhere, it's wrong there first. But I, we can't speak and say, well, all priorities for the high school or middle school sector is wrong because there's some great, you know, uh, programs in the middle school high school sector pending where you reside all right 
I um let me ask you guys this question, and then and I don't know what any other state does. Oh my, you gonna say something? Yeah, I was gonna ask is is art not uh, and maybe this is classist, but is art not a credit or something that has to be part of the curriculum in middle school and high school? Well, at least middle school or elementary school is that something that typically is not offered or is that considered an elective or what does that look like these days? You want to answer that, uh, Julie? Well, I was going to say, according to the ESSA, um, you have to have a fine art, basically, period. So um, that's basically what it basically says. It is It is a now considered a core curriculum that you have to have some type of fine art uh in 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 your daily yearly schedule so you have to have art or choir or band or orchestra or some type of dance or excuse me some type of art and that That, starts from what grade that starts from elementary okay but i was gonna say maybe that was part of the problem if that is not something that has been laid into the curriculum these days well it, it's it's, it's it's something that people have been fighting for um it wasn't necessarily something that that started uh that was mandatory but now because of essa and the work that has been going on with nafme uh now it's something that is actually a requirement but but here but here's the thing though so but it's one credit so understand that you get a half a credit in the fall and half a credit in the spring and, and you're done Okay, that's what I was gonna ask. Is it ongoing? Like, is it yearly after that? No, because and a lot, a lot of schools, like I said, I can speak for you know Texas, and of course, like you have them those pathways, right? So your pathways, honestly, the way you graduate depends on you know some students that can graduate with associates and so forth and so on. Most kids don't even know that you can graduate with a fine arts pathway, meaning you can be in band all four years, or you know what I'm saying it's like, mm. but that's knowledge from the counselors that sometimes not disrespecting them, but they don't even know. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when, and honestly, a lot of the times, bro, people don't know the type of money or of scholarships that you can attain from being in band, from being in dance, because a lot of the time they see only the big money from the athletics and sports, but you five foot two, bro. It's okay. Your jump shot is not good. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we, we, we don't get that, but it goes back also to the question is that band director and let me well let me rewind this to answer your uh, other question maya when it comes to that fine arts you have quote unquote nine out of ten if it's the band director there if you don't want to be in band you're going to teach music appreciation which is a throwaway class beyond not no let me not say that not a throwaway class but a lot of the kids they don't want to be in that class so it's like what do you do with with that like well, it's, it's Keep it a buck. Keep it a buck. Keep it a buck. It's a throwaway class. Because what happens is you get a music appreciation class, and then all of a sudden they throw random kids in there. It's not kids who actually care about their appreciation of music. It's hey, this kid had this kid had this attitude problem, and we he just transferred to the school. We need a class to put him in. He don't want to go to choir. He don't want to go to art. Hey, let's just throw him in here. That's right. that's basically what what music appreciation is. Let let's keep it a book now. Let's keep it a book. Okay, so he's right, 
And so that basically that that throwaway class, then you have to make a decision as, a, as an educator. Am I going to stress myself out for these 90 minutes or 45 minutes every day with this student that I know doesn't want to be here? Because once they finish that, it's like they're done. So most teachers be like, hey, bro, hit this, hit this solid 70. Get up out of my face for this year. And I ain't got to deal with you no more. But your class may have 40 kids just like that. So along with all of this stuff that we've been talking about, something just popped into my mind, right? So let me ask you this question. And I can only go from the Texas, from Texas understanding, uh, you know, somebody who's from a, in a different state. I know Crystal, I see her in the chat. Jared, I see him in the chat. So if y'all got some thoughts, y'all can chime in on that. But let me ask you this question, yo, because we, we talk about this as music educators a lot when it comes to standardized tests, but we don't talk about this when it comes to UIL. Are we teaching to the test? Like, think about it. If we are always talking about the standards that we want the students to have, are we actually working towards the student growth, specifically the student's growth and, and what the student, what we feel the student is capable of doing at the level that they're at when they come in, blah, 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 blah. Or are we teaching to the test? Are we teaching only to get that great score at UIL so it doesn't look bad or reflect on our our uh documentation just just that was just a random thought that came in so well, I just want for clarity so you, you're asking do you feel like music educators are teaching for the specific UIL portion in Texas in Texas specifically not I don't know I can't speak for anybody else but in Texas specifically I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't say it like that from that perspective, because, for example, whatever pieces that that I've selected for uh, like concert um, and ensemble, it has specific objectives that I'm looking at for my specific group. But, so but before you keep going, let me ask you this question. Could uh -huh. you could you achieve the same thing doing the things that the students would prefer to be doing versus the thing that UIL wants you to do? So let me let me ask you this question. If you can teach tone quality and attacks and articulation and, and attacks and releases, vowel shapes, and you can also teach rhythms and uh, or great rhythms by playing a Ariana Grande song versus, you know, uh, a William Owen song yeah. that, that you know the students probably don't want to play anyway, but you also know that that's what's on the PML, then are we teaching to the test? Or are we actually thinking about the student and the student growth and the needs of the student. Just a thought. I, but but I but I think I think you can do I think you can still do both in my opinion, because for me, um, not at this particular school, but at my previous school when we used to participate in UIL and then the festivals, we would literally I would have ten songs on the table and be like, y'all, let's listen to all of them. I would think about their cultural relevance. I would think about but, you know, is it go ahead. But is were those ten songs from the PML? Yeah. But that's my point. That's exactly my point. But I don't, but I, but I don't look at it from that, though. Go ahead. Let me, okay. uh, I, I'm going to just make it quick because, um, yes, the same concepts are, do apply. But mm -hmm. what I use for, for my students, since I know we, we want to play the stuff that's on the radio, I do mystery songs. I add the articulations. I add the dynamics. I add a few of the keys that the students are going to play in at UIL. And then I don't put the title on it. So when I pass it out, 
regardless of whatever it is, you still have to use the same common sense or the same band sense that you would have to use at UIL. That is the only way that, well, I have to teach beginner band from jump. So this is how I have to get them tied in. I give them some easy tunes and I just take the titles off. It's still, you still have to use dynamics, articulation, centered pitch. You have to use all of these things to sound good regardless. So I I don't necessarily feel like I teach to the test, but yes, we do sight read the William Owens tunes and, and all of that. We we use those as well, but it's more so can you play these quarter notes, half notes, the syncopated rhythms, your basic syncopations, your time signatures. Can you get that done? If you can do that, it's still the same 12 notes and the Brandenburg Concerto or whatever other song you're trying to use. It's the same concepts. All right. Yeah, yeah that was just a thought. It was just a thought. I wasn't saying nobody was wrong or right. <laughs> Can't cut me off, though. Yeah, because I, I, because I, because you kept bringing up the same thing. I just was trying to get the, get the under, get you to understand that I wasn't talking specific songs from the PML because I mean, let's keep it, let's keep it one hundred. Mm-hmm. Like these kids don't know these songs on the PML. They know the songs that's on the radio. They know the songs that that they listen to in their headphones. They know the song that you know they mama or they uncle was jamming when they was in the car. So if that's the case, my question. That's why you kept reverting back to the PML. And I was just trying to say, but if it's on the PML, to me, that's teaching to the test and just just in my thought process. So that's why I'm asking, is that what you were talking about? But but yeah, I got it. So because I think the said the same thing you were trying to say. Yeah, but but also but then we can't speak about exposure too, though. Like it, it should it should it should be a balance, though, because we, we just were saying that, well, we don't expose our kids like to everything the whole point is to, is that they're they're well balanced like like let's be real like nick i'm not nick uh rick introduced me to moonchild when he when he spoke about it now I, I don't listen i listen to mostly the same thing that i've been listening to you know what i'm saying so when he said moonchild well let me go look him up let me go look up that jones let me go look at these people the reality of it i wasn't exposed to it so because he exposed me to it now i'm a fan of these people i've been listening to the other side every day since then but it's the same same situation with the kids. If they don't know who William Owens is or Robert, what is it, Robert W. Smith, of those composers or Ann uh, Magenti, like if they don't know them, they don't know them. But we can, it's our job to expose them to everything. And regardless if it's on a PML or if we arrange it ourselves, we should expose it to them. Bet. I get you. I get you. I, like I said, it was just a question. Uh, just a thought that I had to put out there. You you defended it very well. You stood on your ground. That's what I that's what I like, man. You stand on your square. That's all. That's all I ask, man. You, even if you in the comments, man, and we we ask you to come in. The only thing I ask is you stand on your square. Don't be trying to change up just because Maya said no. All right, all right. Let's keep it moving, man. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, welcome everybody to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. As soon as you come in, go ahead and click that like button. We want to get these likes up. We want these likes to match the number of views that we have. So go ahead and get the like button. Also, go over to the YouTube page and subscribe to the. You know, um, Jamar says something. Jamar, you you made the, the comment the the send everybody to the YouTube page. I always send people to the YouTube page while you are watching on Facebook. 
So you can't even, you can't even say that. Anyway, those of you all who are watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to the network and also turn on notifications. If you're on Facebook like Jamar, go over to the YouTube page and go ahead, subscribe to the network. Thank you. All right, let's keep it moving. Had to get that public service announcement. All right. The season's over for the most part because I think we got the Swag Miag Challenge, and that's that's about it, right? I think that's it. Who's in the Swag Miag, by the way? Is that still a thing? Wait, I thought that happens at the top of the season. Nah, it's a celebration bowl. Yeah, there you go. Celebration. So is who is it? Jackson and – is it Jackson? Yeah, Jackson and South Okay, yeah. yeah, so it's state, state. That's about to be trash. All right. Anyway, um, the, the season's over. So, did we lose more or gain more? Did we lose more or gain more? Maya. Lose or gain more? What? Like, <laughs> Bro, your question is really open <laughs> I, I I'm purposely purposefully made that one open ended. When you think about the whole season, all the things that happened, the performances, the dances, all of that. Did we lose more or gain more? Lord, I should have took a look at these questions for happen on here. This type of stuff that <laughs> This is a short answer question. Nah, tight. You're going to have to explain it. I would have hit you with the Smiths anyway because I ain't put the questions in this time. <laughs> so, my bad. Um. Okay. I think I've kind of hinted on this in the past. I'll speak for auxiliaries in particular or dance lines in particular. Mm, oh, shit. I'll speak majority, majority, majority for dance lines um i think that we've gained i think in past mm, i don't even know where to go there's so many things i could say i feel like we're in a good place right i think that this season is definitely one of transition i think when we think about schools like alabama state tsu um Champaign, I can't think of I can't think of the, the, their schools right now, but um Champaign is South Carolina State, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I believe so. Yes. When we think when I think about schools like that who have been in transition for the past years, I think that right now this year was a plus for them. Maybe or or Keese's too. I don't know if that's solely based off of leadership, captains. Maybe it has to do with all of it or the work that has been kind of pushing on for the past couple of years right now. I think this season was a good standpoint to kind of bring all those things to a him. For others, I think, you know, in terms of the J States, um, I can't think of some other schools right now, but I think that those schools that have been consistent. The, the schools have been consistent. This is a consistent year. For those who are on the upbringing, this has been a transitional year in which that those things have really kind of shown themselves, some light for themselves. Now, for some schools, um, I wouldn't necessarily say that it was a game. Some schools, I definitely think that we've lost a couple of things. 
Um, but I don't know what to attest that to. I think that it's part of the naysayers or the the band heads and really trying to people just um I'm all over the place because I have so many thoughts in my head. It's this is this is so right so wide. I just don't even know where to start. We'll um, but I'll say for the most part, we've gained, especially coming off of the pandemic. Um, uh, bands programs themselves are re-solidifying themselves and re- really figuring out who they are and how to stand in what the vision of those programs are. I'll say that for now, and then we'll circle back because I'm sure it's going to be a back and forth. All right. Quan, the season's over. Did we lose more or gain more? Uh, I think we gained. I think what Maya said, her last portion of her her statement was real. From where we were last year to where we are now, I mean, we had a whole year of nothing to the point where we were looking at old band clips reminiscing on when we went outside. (laughs) Like, you know, so we did gain and then i think coming from a pandemic year a lot of bands honestly are re-identifying themselves uh since covid in my opinion you look at like alabama state i think they were one of the most sleeper bands this uh this football season thus far well season over of this football season because they play with, with a different type of timbre, a different type of tone quality. Like, they sound really good. I think the Sting is, you know, up their game up uh, in a manner that was awesome to where it's like, in my opinion, it was like a tier of, uh, even from a dancing perspective, it was a tier like, like okay, uh, Dancing Dolls, Black Foxes, okay, uh, Golden Girls, okay, what's up, Chief? Uh, what up, though? Uh, like, Golden Girls, like, but like now, the schools, even with the dance line that you possibly didn't pay attention to, they're coming up themselves. Like I didn't even know like Gremlin, like the Orkesis, that's how you pronounce it. Like I wasn't really paying attention to them, but they doing their thing. You know what I'm saying? Like certain bands that you wasn't paying attention to is coming up. And even the smaller bands, they coming up as well. So I think we overall gain. I just want to see, honestly, next year, was it a fluke or was it, is that the trajectory of that, those particular institutions and organizations? Like even Langston, like they came up. So, I mean, I think, I think we gained. So, I mean, it was pros and cons, honestly, to, to a lot of this, these years. I, I think the comeback award, honestly, uh, will go to Langston. Second place to that comeback would be Texas Southern. And one year they're, they're going in the direction. So, you, you can't knock it. All right, Chief, man. Good to see you in there, brother. What up, though, everybody? How y'all doing, man? Feet is fit on. Hey, you already know, man. You already know. <laughs> My, looking like an NCAP band director. <laughs> oh, no, I, man. I was going to say looking like that daggone uh, 80s rap group. But you got it. <laughs> yeah, no, I had, to, I had to hit this one, hit the, the 80s rap group, daddy. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, but uh, yeah, bro. So uh, you want to get into this topic, man? The season's over. Did we lose or gain? 
Oh man, I think we game, man. I definitely think we game, man. I'm um definitely gonna be one for optimism when it comes to stuff like this. I believe that um you did get to see, I think I got the similar angle. I heard the last part of what Quan was saying. I got a similar angle. Um, just seeing bands that I haven't seen before was just refreshing for me, or bands that I feel like, you know, are having a bit of a um, I don't know if it's a resurgence for their program. I don't want to just like this program because I don't know their history, but um, if it's resurgence or if it's just uh, the fact that maybe some programs are just doing some things that um, new band directors and new leadership really gives them a different look. So I'm I'm loving that, man. I'm really digging the fact that um, you have programs like Kentucky State that um, have, you know, last few years have really been doing great, man. Um, I think um, I think the SWAC, um, even though they got, you know, more bands in it, but I just think that's a good look, honestly. I mean, I'm a MIAC guy, but I still think it's a good look for HBC bands. The fact that all of these schools with the varying, what's now varying styles are all in one division. And I think it, it's really, it's really, it's really cool, man. I mean, um, I don't have to, you know, down one division just because I came from another, man. The reality is uh, you got your, you know, the unfortunate part about it is you, you saw, I mean, even a further decline from programs like Howard, um, you saw, you know, decline in size for programs like Virginia State. They had always been, you know, relatively small, but they got smaller this year. The quality of that program is still, I think, the same, but they're just much smaller. And it's hard to um, have the same, I think, overall effect um, and catchiness when you get to see larger band programs with 250 plus and SWAC. And then you get to see these smaller bands in MIAC or SEAC or, you know, uh, CIAA or whatever they're from. Um, so it's just been good to see that, man. I, I did. I thought I heard something else about the dancers. I definitely, uh, I paid attention to dance more this year. Um, I don't know if it was because of, uh, because of the things we talk about on the show, maybe it is, but I was definitely paying attention to the dance dancers this year. And I, um, I don't know a bunch, a bunch about like uh, all the particulars of dance and like who is the best with this technically versus somebody else. But in terms of what I felt like caught my eye, the two squads that I feel like caught my eye this year was um, um, Alabama and M's girls and um, and then Alcorn's girls. I feel like every time I saw them, I felt like, I mean, it, it was entertaining to me as the, as the, as the person that's not, you know, you know, with that background. So yeah, I mean, I think there was game short, you know, shorten it up. I think it was a game. So I'm excited about it. And like Juan said, man, I'm looking forward to next season. I'm hoping that with a, another year past COVID, uh, well, not past COVID, but past the, um, the very, very, very intense version of COVID, hopefully we do not go back into that. I'm prayerful that we don't. But we can get a, a even better season from all these bands and get, like Rick was talking about before, some more creativity, man. Bands stepping out the box and doing some things that we haven't seen before. So I'm looking forward to it, man. So Definitely in a positive space. What band stepped out the box and did something we ain't seen before? Say, say again? I said, what band stepped out the box and did something we ain't seen before? No, I said they didn't. That's what I'm saying. I'm hoping oh. that they do. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying I'm hoping that they do. Yeah. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we, we see the same stuff every 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 week, for sure. We see the same stuff every week. It's just packaged a little slightly different, but the same format every single week. But I don't I don't want to call that um, a, a lose though necessarily I would say if bands I felt like overall were sounding poorly were looking poorly then I would be like okay yeah we, we need to tighten it up as a culture but um, you know maintaining is not necessarily a loss for me maintaining especially when you have these budget issues I heard y'all about talking about PV not even having a band room you know, like programs losing directors you know people all types of stuff happening 
and people still persevering and making it happen. So I, I consider that a gain or at least a, you know, forward momentum of some sort. All right. Um, I'm definitely going to kind of piggyback off of what you said, Chief, man. Um, them Stingettes, man. Listen, I don't really, I'm, I I have to say this one more again. Yeah, I it forgot to tune are you frozen? Yeah, it's, I'm about to say, like, I, I was about to say, man. I don't see them either. I am lagging today. Like, this is the worst it's ever been. So, if, if I'm talking, but I'm moving a different way. I don't even know what's going on. But no, it's of, my internet. No, you good. It's it's me. It's me today. So I'm gonna do that. Boom. You ain't even got there to see go. me no more. Now you can just see yeah. my voice moving. Uh, Boost Wireless. Hey, we gonna have to call the company. They gotta complain because I ain't never been this bad. But uh, yeah, man, them sting them stingets do something for me, man. I I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't watch them in the stands at all. But when they march in and march out. They hit that little slow walk, daddy, and they do that little foot slide thing. Yeah, I don't that know what is, that is. That's pretty dope. And then, and then they got this one, this one joint where they hit the little thigh meat, and then you can hear all the clap, daddy. Yeah, they, yeah, they do it for me. Uh, but let me ask you guys this. Uh, I'm just telling you, this thing is, man, they do it for me. Marching in and marching out. I don't, I don't really <laughs> care. I don't really pay attention to what they do on the stands, but, but in and out, yeah, they, they got it. Um, let me ask you guys this question. Since the season's over, uh, asking if we'd lose or did we gain, here we go. Let me, I, I know we, I know I think uh, Justin asked about this. Top five, top five for the season. Top Ooh. five for the season. Top five for the season. Don't shake your head, Quan. Don't get your eyes big, man. See, now, now that I got my camera off, now my joint is, now it ain't lagging as bad. Now I can see everybody. All right. Top five for the season. Uh, let me see which way I'm going to go. Which way I'm going to go. Since Chief came in, Late, uh, Maya looking for some. She acting like she looking for something, so I won't call him. <laughs> no, nobody want to call. Nobody want to go first. That's, I'm that's looking for a pen. That's what you do in class. That's what you do in class. You be like, bro, shoot. <laughs> you, 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 if you, if you, if you go eye contact, then they will call like, like, <laughs> Absolutely. Like, like, where, where the hell are my keys? <laughs> you ain't got no keys. <laughs> be patting yourself, man. Did I lose my hammer? I mean, God damn. Why people be looking for stuff? They be way up here like, yo, I don't know where I left that. <laughs> All chest. right. Top, top five <laughs> of the year. As you know what? I'm Since since my screen off, I'll go with my top five. Um, So my number one, I guess, is going to be, I don't know if I want to do this in any particular order, but my top five, um, I'm going to have to uh, I'm going to definitely give it to Alabama State. Uh, this is in no particular order. That way I, I won't I won't get lambasted for it. Uh, definitely Alabama State, uh, Kentucky. Um, I'm going to actually go out, and I'm going to say this, um, Prairie View. I know people are going to be like, you, you, just because you used to beat it. No, they, they sounded good this year. Um, I'm I'm gonna actually give give uh Southern a spot in there. I'm, I got to give Southern a spot in there, and I want to give it to Norfolk. It's hard for me to give it to Norfolk because I haven't seen much from my alma mater this year. Um, so I I can't necessarily give Norfolk in the, in the top five. So I'm definitely gonna go off of the the groups that I've seen the most of this year, um, and. I'm. I guess. I don't know. I don't know who that fifth person would be. Um. Oh, Langston, Langston. Those are my top five. Those are my top five. 
I would definitely say Langston for improvement, Kentucky for improvement. Um, but then Kentucky was killing too, so for their for their size. So that's that's my top five. What I say, Langston, Kentucky, um, PV, all uh, Alabama State, and who who was who else did I say? I can't remember. That quick. Oh well, F it. Uh, at least I gave my top five. Maya, go ahead. I was going to ask, are we using supportive statements as to why as well? <laughs> oh, I mean, no, I, I can say if my you, numbers if, and let's be if you, I was going to, I, I can do supportive statements. So I, I'll tell you why. So like I said, Kentucky definitely because they was killing and to me, they came out of nowhere. You know, they've been kind of building. I think last year when they had that three bay battle virtually, that was kind of when they came out, out of the, out of the, out of the shadows and, and they maintained this year. Uh, Alabama State, man, their cleanliness, their their balance, their their blend, their intonation, their attention to detail, uh, especially as, as the fact that Alabama has never – well, I ain't going to say never, but Alabama for a while, to me, has not sound the way that they have uh, recently. So uh, hey, somebody just walked into somebody's house. Um, but uh, – so, Yeah, you good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, – but definitely, uh, that's why I gave it to Alabama. Uh, Langston definitely much improved program. Um, they came out the gate swinging uh, from the Houston Battle of the Bands, and so you know, especially looking at what they did for their uh, summer camp, um, I think that they did a fantastic job uh, with that. Prairie View, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, there were a couple of there were about maybe that was that one fifth that they did against Southern that was just like what the hell. Um, but I can I can honestly say consistency across the board. I think they were very consistent. They were Prairie View this whole year. Uh, I don't think that they did too much to try to not be uh, Prairie View. So uh, I'm definitely going to give it to to Prairie View. And then uh, I I forgot who I said my fifth person was. Maybe somebody can help me out. I forgot who that fifth person was. You said but, Kentucky State. No, I said I said Southern. Southern. Um, I gave it to I put, Southern was I put, your fifth. Yeah, yeah. So I put Southern in there. I mean, because let's let's keep it a buck, man. Southern, Southern's gonna be Southern, and I think Southern Southern this year. Um, I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was like overly amazing. I just think that it was Southern, and uh, so I mean that. You can't really give anything else to that. All right. So there it is. Uh, right. Go ahead. Anybody else? Go. I, I'll take it next, man. Um, I'm a I guess we're gonna put I'm gonna put a little a little sauce on it, man. I'm gonna say I'm gonna put it in order. I'm gonna put it in order just because I just wanna, you know, just just talk some stuff. Um, I got southern number one. I got southern number one. I think southern overall field and stands um and i don't think that's surprising it ain't that it ain't that much controversy with that i mean I, I i feel like um overall to me they're the band that's always the most consistent i'm not saying that they are perfect not even close nobody's perfect that's ridiculous sorry my son is screaming in the background so if you hear some yelling children that's my son and daughter running around playing tag. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think I got Southern number one. I have Alabama State number two. Um, I have FAM number three. Um, let me go to Alabama State. I think just, just the sound improvements in general. I think that, to me, puts them 
um, number two. I kept talking about them all year. So I was really impressed with Alabama State and the way they handled themselves by not kind of falling into the trap of trying to be somebody else when they got into these fifth quarters with other bands. I feel like they did a, a really good job of maintaining themselves throughout the year, um, which can be difficult, I feel like, in the sweat because you get a certain band in front of you, man, you start feeling that heat, and it can change. You know what I mean? It can change. So, um, like, just like Texas Southern, when Texas Southern got in front of Southern, shit changed. And um, when you start feeling that heat, you feel like you just need you, you got to start changing the way you approach what you're playing. You're calling songs different and all the type of stuff. But I feel like Alabama State kind of stayed the same all year. Fam, I felt like um, they the, I, I only reason I'm picking fam over Bethune because I like on the field they were doing things that were a little that was more traditional fam creativeness on the field with the basketball and some things that went viral for them this year. I felt like that sound uh, we talked about them a number of times with the sound of of that band. I feel like um, Bethune will always be second in Florida. I that's how I feel. Bethune has this wonderful sound. They sound great, but fam to me pushes further musically i feel like they push further musically um and then i got um number th- yeah fam number three and then uh number four i got ant i mean we didn't see a lot of ant this year but when i looked them up that's another band that's consistent they sound good in the stands they look great on the field ain't nobody really better than them on the field let's be straight um because when they're on the field they're doing stuff pushing the envelope having creative shows doing things bringing trying to be creative in this space where many people aren't always creative and did their thing this year man um and they didn't get a lot of look because being in the big south you're not going to get seen you're not really going to get seen unless you're doing battle of the bands and so since they um uh, outside of houston that was that was all you saw of them, you know what i mean um so i thought ant was solid and then i picked uh i got my alma mater norfolk state at fifth um and the reason i put norfolk at fifth is because um a couple inconsistencies in the, in the year I feel like their beginning of the season, if they would have maintained that, they would have been in my top two or three. But they didn't maintain that. But that's typical kind of to Norfolk sometimes because they they kind of go up and down as their competition. Like when they get bands that's going hard, I feel like they rise to it. But when they don't have nothing going on, you can feel it. You can see it. You can hear it. And it's a, and that's an unfortunate thing. But that's just like we, that's that unfortunate part of being in an HBCU band up north. You know what I mean? And some not everybody, not everybody can have that heat every weekend. And I feel like the reason why you hear about like the PVs and the Southerns and the album states, whoever else, because every week you got you got somebody at, at your, you know, across from you that's 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 playing, you know, and that's 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 a tough one, man. But then I got my honorable mention, man. I gotta throw Kentucky State in there because my beloved, and I say beloved because I was like five steps away from going to Tennessee State. They got they <laughs> Kentucky State gave them a nice L this year. So um, and you can call it controversial if you want, but it really wasn't that controversial because I know the cats over at Kentucky State and they doing that thing. And they got a lot of Detroit people up in that band. And and if anybody know about how we get down in the D, man, that's it is what it is. Like, so they they that band sounds good, they look good, they got a great direction. I was impressed with all elements of the band program. And I'm looking forward to seeing them grow. And as they get sized, it's going to be hard as hell to deal with that band program if they can continue with that type of um, you know approach to what they're doing. So that's my that's my five with the honorable mention of Kentucky State at six. My bad, I'm hitting all kind of crazy buttons. My fault. All right, all right, cool. I can rock with that. Uh, Quan, top five. Top all right. Five. 
Yeah, hit a hit a controversy. All right, so my number one is Jackson State. Uh, yeah, my number one is Jackson State. Uh, I just I just really like their energy, bro. Uh, I really do. Uh, I really like their energy, and I like their energy with their crowd. I'm being honest, I think uh, since the Houston. No. Nope. Um... Nope. Nope. <laughs> Nigga, you cheeky. <laughs> you cheeky. <laughs> uh, so my one is is, is J State. Uh, Red talk. Uh, my number two is uh Alabama State. Uh, for all the reasons that we just basically said, uh, I think Alabama State honestly was like this type, this Alabama State, this version or rendition of them was different from uh, years past. So very much, very much so uh, up there. Langston University, um, not being ugly is like, you know, Prof Gordon came out, not going to say out of nowhere, but it's like he came out swinging for the fences. And I think he proved the point that he uh knows how to build a band program and is a respectable has turned Langston around from uh the Langston that we've seen in the past uh to where you know they they're solid. Uh Southern for being Southern. Uh, um I think they came out swinging for the fences with their TikTok show and different things, but they were just con- they've been consistent. I think they're Southern will forever be in the top five of everybody's conversation every year from now until a rapture. As long as they just keep doing them, not the rapture. <laughs> yeah, rapture. <laughs> yeah. That right, that right hand coming in, that right hand coming in, get something yeah. going, get yeah. the bitch. <laughs> Jesus gonna be in the sky, and they are gonna be like, "Oh, Southern being Southern, well, I'm gonna let them practice." Y'all come on, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Southern gonna be Southern, and then Prairie View. I think uh, with all of the things that Prairie View has endeavored through this year, uh, that we know and don't know, uh, I think. They're them. And I think, like I was saying earlier with the battle with Jackson State, I think at the end of the day, that zero quarter, again, that zero quarter of what I saw, they didn't allow Jackson State to bully them to being something that they weren't. When they felt like they wanted to play, you know, leave the door open, they played it. And honestly, that's why I say they won the zero quarter was because their fans began to chant and sing with them at a home crowd to where the announcer was like, I see you Prairie View, keep it coming. Like you don't get that. You're not going to get that at Southern. You're not going to get that at nowhere else. So <clears throat> that alone for them to stick to their identity and be them. Uh, they my, uh, they're on my list, my top five list as well. And I have Kentucky state as my honorable mention as well. Honestly, I would have put Tennessee State, but when they battled Kentucky State, I was like, damn, bro. Right, right. <laughs> oh, that's right. that's my fire. Right. Julie. I was trying to hit the unmute button. All right. <laughs> How you gonna hit me with the no, bro? How you gonna hit me with the no? Straight nope. up quiet joint. <laughs> <laughs> you dicky. That's uh, my fire. That's my fire. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just messing with you, dog. I'm just you don't, you don't think Jackson Five was solid this year? No, no so I like. So let me tell you, I, the only reason I didn't pick Jackson, if we said stand bands, Jackson's damn showing the five, mm-hmm. but Jackson is ho hum on the field, bro. Like I just don't. They didn't do anything on the field that I saw from them this year that felt like they yeah. should have been in my top five. Everybody that I picked top five, I didn't say my loudest or best, you know, creative bands in the stands, but like. Both field show and stand bands, mm, and that's absolutely. why I picked those. That's why that's the only reason I, mean, I picked those five. 
I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with you, like I said before earlier, and I'm gonna just go ahead go ahead and say it again. J State bored me this year. I mean, really? even, yeah. I mean, I'm not In gonna say that they, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not gonna say that they sounded terrible. They were just boring to me. I mean, not not in the sense of like, oh, I'm going to sleep. But to me, it just they didn't do stand wise to me anything that was just like out of the box spectacular. I'm just gonna keep it real. Like you said, also Mario on the field. Now, if I see that guy daggone, uh, <laughs> Tiger run, <laughs> run on one more goddamn old time. Like, come on, come out with something else. Like, don't get me wrong. Tiger run on is part of what they do. It's, it's part of the history. I'm, I'm not gonna take that away from them. But let's let's keep it a buck. I mean, hell, even entertainment tonight don't always go PVU. They go PVAMU every now and then. They may hit you with the curse of daddy. They may do, P, you know, switch it up. I mean, god dang, I, I just need to see more than a Tiger run on. But that's like, uh, but that's like saying Southern not gonna come from either the sideline or the or the end zone. But I, I feel the same. Well, no, first not gonna hit you with the Pokemon shapes. First you know of all, saying? first of all, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> let me go ahead and let me go ahead and and, and argue that point. <laughs> so the first, the first thing about that is you're absolutely right. But at the same time, I will also say that that stuff gets old too. So right. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm I I put them I put that in the same category. However, I give Southern the more of the edge because I can respect the fact that this year Kedrick made the 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 decision. He literally changed up a lot of his drills every week. Like every every time we saw him again, he didn't have the same drill. He had a completely different drill. Not I'm going to come out do the Tiger run on spell JSU and then that's about it. Like I I'm tired of seeing that, you know, and like I always say, when it comes to to, J, to Jackson, J five is gonna win all time hands down. But as a complete and total package for this year, I don't put them in my top five. They are they're somewhere floating around six seven, but I surely don't put them in my top five. That's just my personal opinion. You got you. Ain't that many bands, bro. <laughs> Respect. But that's why I gave. Hey, you saw my, you heard my top five. So, like I said, that's why I said I would put them six or seven. I will. That's hey, you did what it is. No? I saw I saw Kentucky State at the Circle City Classic, and I thought that was one of the best shows of the year. I saw um, um, Norfolk show at 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 Houston, and I feel like that was one of the best shows of the year. Um, so I saw Fam's Florida Classic show, and I feel like that was one of the best shows of the year for them. So I'm saying when I when I pick bands, I'm picking bands based on them. Everybody's a lot of these bands come with it in the stands with different tunes or different things that they do. And some are better than others. Obviously, I feel like JSU got to be number six or five, five, six, seven. Like, you know, for, for me, because the stands are just that strong. They was to me, they was going crazy in the stands this year. I felt like they were going crazy in the stands. But but at the same time. Um, I don't feel like on the field they really had the same impact as they was having in the stands. But I think like that's just kind of like maybe that's a bit of just the, the new direction for that program. I don't know. We'll see. Like we were talking about, we'll see what happens next year with them. So, you know, I put PV, PV will probably be, to me, I put PV over Jackson because I just think they do it in both spaces. But the only reason that, that the issue with PV is they had, to me, a couple times where I saw them in the stands and I feel like they didn't, everybody didn't know the music. And so when you had those moments that takes away from the impact of these 
these tunes that they're playing that may be great tunes. I feel like they put it together at Jackson. They put it together at Jackson. They had that battle against Jackson. I feel like they were they were putting it together. And everybody responded to PV in that way. Not just PV folks, but everybody was like, okay, yeah, PV was doing their thing. I had mentioned something like that online. I was like, damn, PV, okay. And it wasn't like I had – I watched them because since I met everybody on the show, I watch PV now. I wasn't really watching PV before. So, like, now I'm checking them out. And I, my eyes are different for them now. So, I, I definitely was looking for that element. And I feel like whatever music they ain't know in the beginning, Cass was learning. <laughs> and it sound better for sure. So, I, I have a question for, I guess, everybody. You too, Julian. Do you feel that what's what's what what's more important to have – a mediocre book or a consistent book? Y'all gonna talk about this all night. Can I at least get my five out? Because y'all gonna go back and forth and back yes. and forth. We sure did, my bad. I was sister. about to, listen, I was about to shut him down and let him do My it. word in heaven. I knew that you were coming, so I just didn't say nothing. Go ahead and <laughs> shut him down. Shut him down. Give me your five. That's your box, brother. <laughs> Foxes make that. <laughs> Don't get her hype. You gonna get her standing up and doing everything else? No, uh, no. Nah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so very much that. Very much so. Um. Okay, so of course mine is going to be dance lines. So I actually have six. I was sitting here trying to figure out if I could drill it down. And I don't even want to call one of them an honorable mention. I just have six. So in no particular order whatsoever. That was going to make it way too hard. Um, Golden Girls. Um, Alcorn, Golden Girls. I mean, we want to talk about a unit. A unit. This season, they have been so cohesive. And they've really taken the style I mean, we can talk about, like, I don't know if they call it riding out versus bucking. Whatever their time for it is, it is still very much prominent. But the way in which they they, they executed this year was bar none. I mean, Kibia herself was a hell of a captain. And this is where a captain can truly make or break a team. I mean, sure, leadership can as well, but truly a captain can make or break a team. And Kibia was that girl. Uh don't disrespect. Exactly. Thank you. Um, yeah, Golden Girls, I mean, just overall, they really did the damn thing. I really enjoyed them this season. And for one, I've paid attention to the Golden Girls in the past, but they just haven't always done it for me. But for this particular year, overall, absolutely. Thumbs up for them. Jay says, again, I, there was something very womanly team i don't know what it was this year but there was something very prominent in your face and very just kind of like we're cool we're collected we're hitting it hard it was just something very different a different type of air that i got from them even um boombox classic when when kenji had to step in i was looking at some of her videos today just she was just as calm cool and collected at, at i mean truly whether amber was captain or whether this would have been kenji's year Overall, I mean, there were some things that they added in. There were some prominent tail moments that weren't too much that did exactly what they needed to do. Um, but even still, their crabs, 
her crabs are her first. I don't know what they call them over there, but her crabs were, you couldn't really tell the difference between who was a crab and who wasn't. But that, Jay says overall, definitely a cohesive unit as well. Um, let me see. Let me get my list back up. Stingettes. We've already talked about them. I, I, I named them um, at the very beginning of the season. We've talked about uniforms. We've talked about the attitude, the sass, the execution of it all. Um, this season, they did more than the usual two lines, which is something a little bit different from the field shows to the stands in general to entrances and exits. We had a couple of hiccups with a couple of the uniforms for different reasons, but overall, I mean, Stingettes couldn't go wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I would have ever saw the day, but motion. The motion did it for me this season. Germany has definitely been making her mark for the past couple of years, but I don't know if it's just like, like I kind of hinged on before, that ramp up of everything that she's been working on to this point. I don't know if it was the addition of Danny, Danielle Stamper from Southern. I don't know if it was the removal of, of the old sponsor. and I don't know what it was, but it was something about the motion this season that really did it. They were picked up on technique, um, the look of it all, down to the uniforms. I saw some very interesting, very intricate, and very, very nice uniforms from them. Um, just overall, the style in itself, they had a mixture of old and new. They had a little bit of bucking, but they did a lot more technique. And they just had a different just a different execution of, of their overall look, uh, which I could definitely appreciate. Let's see. Okay. 14K. BCU. I definitely think that they're going back to old school 14K of really hitting it hard and being able to like execute their movements while still bucking, riding out or whatever the case may be. They didn't, I didn't see them as much this year, but I definitely think that they're, let's see, within the past two or three years, I think they kind of got a little bit softer and away from their typical style. And I think that whoever the captain or whatever they have going on this year, definitely um, Pulled it to the forefront or made it impactful that they want to get back to their typical style, which I can appreciate. Um, and then last but not least, Orkesis. I don't know if Essence just has something to prove. Um, I mean, I I don't typically go up for the Orkesis. Now, in terms of their, their fields, I cannot necessarily speak on that because I haven't watched that many of them. But in the stands, especially, uh, what was it, two weekends ago? Two weeks ago. Anyways, um, I picked our pieces over the dolls. I'm just going to be frank with you. And I don't know how many times I've said that in my lifetime. But Essence, the pieces in a whole, I'm talking about they were they were jamming. Like if we're talking about entertaining counts, um, even something so simple, they made, they had a different type of presence about them that I can definitely appreciate. Um, so all together, all six squads, yep, those are my top five. I mean, I'm not sure who you thought I was gonna say, but no, girl. This is this is who I'm rolling with this evening. Well, you, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. You said the the people I expected for you to say because I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, I didn't really see nothing spectacular from the dolls. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it was just like me. That's that's all I saw, and I definitely agree with you as it relates to Jackson State. Um. I don't know. I, I find myself actually paying attention to them more, very similar to what I used to do back when, well, the 
late 90s, early 2000s. Um, I'm really actually paying I paid attention to them a lot more. Maybe it's because they had the uh, what's her name, Priscilla? Because I don't want y'all to get uh, I think that's her name. Yes, maybe, her because, name is Priscilla. yeah, maybe it's because they had her on there. Maybe it's they had big because they had the young lady from DD4L with the little shortcut with the swoosh daddy. Uh, I don't know, but, but I, I, her I, first year, and it's not her. I don't think this is no, this is her first year. year with that cut. Yeah, it's her first year with that cut. But yeah, it's it's her senior year though. Okay. Cause, yeah, because yeah, I, I couldn't I had remember whether go, she had it last year or not. No, nah, I had to go find her, and when I found her, she had the real the long hair daddy. She looked better okay. with her her. She looked better with her actual hair with the little shortcut. I'm just gonna put that out there. She ain't need to have that hat daddy. But just um, because it's short does not mean that's her actual hair. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, thank you, thank you, Mario. Keep. <laughs> you can have short hats, long hats, medium hats, all of that. No, no hats, but no, I, I I think that's why I may have found myself paying attention to them. So I don't disagree with your list at all. I don't disagree with your list at all. Now let me go ahead and say this real quick. Um, there is one more list that we have to get to, and I know everybody's been waiting on this. Uh, so Rick. <laughs> Hey, Brownie. Y'all got, y'all got Mario on here looking like loon. <laughs> Come on, baby. I need a woman to me. Hey. All you got to do is hog them shake now. <laughs> oh, Lord. What's up, y'all? I had to tell you. I, uh, man. I'm taking Well, we can talk about it later. You need to give us your five. Top five, five of the year. The season's over. Top five of the year. Go. Oh, Lord. Damn. Y'all been poking Um... Damn, um, Mario, who you say no? <laughs> no, I'm going to try to cheat. <laughs> right. I'm going to copy uh, off yours, dog. Let me... <laughs> yeah, really. Y'all, y'all phony because now nah, I'm putting me on the spot. I ain't even uh. But anyway. <laughs> you ain't getting um, no red book. You just come right. so fresh. <laughs> All right. Um, Kentucky State. Uh, small band. That don't care that they're small, man. They ain't scared of nobody. And um, I really appreciate that about that. And I'm not going to say they snuck up on people because I've seen Kentucky State coming from for, uh, for the last couple of years, man. So Kentucky State, Alabama State, man, we didn't talk about them all year. Like just, you know, I'm sorry, Alabama State, but I didn't hear some mess from y'all in the past. And what's happening now I don't know if they got new leadership, new band directors. I don't know, but it's just like it's a completely different band. A um, couple of things, you know, they can continue to improve over because I heard a couple of clips recently that I was just like, please don't go back to that old stuff. But, um, yeah, Alabama State is definitely a top five band. I'm not going to do them in order because, well, I mean, you know, I, matter of fact, yeah, you know, I don't think it's in order. Uh, number three, Norfolk. Uh, one of the best sounding bands in black college. Uh, Got to improve the book. You know, I, 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 we say this every year. We said it when we were in the band. We said it after we were out of the band. But Norfolk, you know, going to have to improve that book. You know, and they're going to have to be more visible in the HBCU band community. Um, so the, uh, Kentucky State, Norfolk, uh, FAMU sound amazing this year man like if we just want to talk about sound nobody sounded better than fam not one man 
Um, and I think that should matter. And I think we should talk about that more. And probably, you know, probably PV, you know, from a, a sound thing. Like for me, man, I, I know the entertainment part of what we do is important. I know, you know, we got to we have a standard to uphold when it comes to entertainment and making fans happy. But the fact that the matter is y'all hear hooch in the background snore, but <laughs> uh, the fact that the matter is, is that at the end of the day, band is about sound. It's about band. And for me, uh, they're consistent. Um, you know, I don't want to, I know it's going to piss people off that I ain't put band God in the, in the uh, top five, but band God ain't in my top five. Um, because you can't be band God when it comes to, rap daddies and then soon as it's time to play something else like a ballad and you have intonation problems everywhere balance and blend issues all that i'm sorry i can't put you in the top five and to be honest if i had to pull one of those bombastic bands out like the bands that play with that type of approach to me the best sounding band with that approach was jackson state like jackson state man like i'm sorry their Jackson State versus PV battle was the best battle I saw all year. It was the best battle I saw all year. I thought well, Jackson State. Well, we talked about that at the beginning, but we can come back around to it after we get finished. Yeah. Well, because we still got one more topic. But unfortunately, I think a lot of people think that's up for, up for debate. But we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't care. <laughs> but um, my opinion is my opinion. You don't like it. Sorry. Uh, end of the day. Uh, Jackson State definitely plays with a more blended sound, uh, except for them damn tubas. Like, I understand y'all got to show everybody y'all the best tuba section in um, in band, but everything can't be loud. You can't start a ballad with tubas playing fortissimo and the rest of the band is playing mezzo piano. Like, that makes absolutely no sense. So a little more musicality from the tubas would be awesome. But at the end of the day, man, like, I just think that, from an overall cohesive sound, boombastic band of the year is Jackson State. All right, cool. All right, well, we got one more topic, one more topic. But before we do that, let's go ahead and do it the right way. And if you're just tuning in, welcome everybody to Talk That Talk. We have the unfiltered, unscripted, uncomfortable conversations about band. Band, HBCU band culture, music, music education, and more. Please make sure that as soon as you come in, go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and smash that like button. Let's get these likes up. Let's go ahead and make sure that the likes are matching the number of viewers that we have. Also, please make sure if you comment, if you're in the comment section, go ahead and, and smash that like button. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the network and turn on notifications. All right. Uh, also, we're coming down to our final topic. Uh, after this final topic or during this final topic, I'm going to put the link in the description so that you can come in and uh, chat with us uh, and come in on some of the topics that we've had. I know we got to review a couple. Uh, Rick missed a couple. It's all good, though. So if you want to come in and, and call in with us and go live with us, you can go ahead and click that link when I put it in the description. All right, here we go. Last topic. This year has been a very interesting year for band. Um I one of the things that we really, really saw was the the rise of students voicing their opinions uh, from PV to Tuskegee. Now, also, Delaware State has also put their name in the hat for their opinions that they uh, do not feel comfortable with. So the question on the floor, 
do students really have the power they think they have? Do students really have the power they think they have? All right. Hell yeah, shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know if he was going to call on somebody or not, but. I, yeah. I was, but you got it. Go ahead. Enjoy it. My bad. Because this stems back to stuff we used to talk about when we were in school. Like, the students pay everybody's salaries. I mean, if there are no students, there is no university. So, absolutely, the students have, and it's not even the power they think that they have. The, the students don't even know the type of power that they have. If they did, then a lot of things wouldn't be the way that they are, within reason. So, of course, you know, when it comes to full budgets and some some things like that, they're, you know, let's be honest about it. But in terms of getting what they want or letting their presence be known or saying that we just ain't going to take no shit, you're not going to treat us any type of way. Absolutely. The students have power to to do or to 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 enact the types of things that they want. We talk about Student Government Association um, or just simply utilizing their voices. Let's look at Howard. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like from protesting to whatever the case may be, letting your voices be known, the students absolutely have the power to make things on their campus and within their communities happen. Point blank, period. Okay, she, I guess she did a mic drop on everybody. All right. <laughs> Quan, do students really have the power they think they have? I don't, I don't think now they don't think they know. I mean, they know they have the power. And it's honestly, we should have taken possibly a, a page out of their book a long time ago. Um, and that's just the bottom line truth. The only difference is we came up in a generation where we were told, you know, do as you say, not as I do. And to a degree, we accepted that. And this generation, they're not about that. All of the money that they're paying for these programs and time that they're investing, they they want that full experience. And I think they uh, are deserving of it. And I think it's time, honestly, for the uh, powers that be to adhere to what's uh, that what needs to be done for these students. Just bottom line. And I think as alumni, uh, as alumni of these institutions, we need to do better as well. Bottom line. All right, Rick, do the students think, or excuse me, do the students really have the power they think they have? I mean, absolutely. I think that's self-explanatory. I just don't know if they know how to wield the power. And I think it's our job to be able to teach them how. Here's here's the issue. Every single person on this call right now, Mario, June, you know we've had conversations about this. All of us have I mean, I'm, I'm not coming down on my universe. I love my universe. I met my wife at my universe. I pledged Omega. And my, like, I, I have so many great experiences at Norfolk State. But all of us have horror stories about the education that we received at that institution, especially in relationship to when we got into the professional world and we realized how much we didn't get. One thing I've learned as an educator is not that it's not the professor's job to give you everything. You must have an inquisitive nature and go out and find the things you want to learn. But the fact of the matter is there are some things that you should receive when you go to a college and pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to get these degrees. 
And the fact of the matter is there are so many instances where we did not. You know, I have some great professors that I keep in contact with from North, from Ms. Sanders, you know, um, Dr. Zachary, Dr. Sanford. It's a lot of people that I still talk to to this day, you know. Uh, but if you ain't heard from me, it's probably a reason why. You know, I'm sorry. You know, like we take our, our I feel like we as HBCU students are taken for granted on so many occasions from the conversation we had about financial aid and stuff a couple, well, a week or two ago to, you know, just the overall expectation that we have of what our college experience is supposed to be. And we're not told, you know, what these students at these bigger universities know. If I ain't teaching at my school now, I would not still be there. I know a couple of schools that have band directors that barely show up, better yet, ain't teaching nothing have classes and it's supposed to be a class that focuses on one thing and then they're playing church music. You know, I'm a, I'm I'm gonna keep it down, you know, just to just to, so we can stay civil. But if if some of the things that these HBCU students had to it's deal to be with civil in here? I hey, hey, I don't hey. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. just leave it there. You supposed to be teaching a class and you in there never mind. Um, or just not showing up at all. Well, students, talk that talk. Right, talk students in your program. Oh, oh, that's such and such. They we already know they ain't gonna be here today. I'm good. And that's who we have standing in front of our band programs. And then we wonder why these band programs aren't as successful as they should be, or what we've been talking about. You know, for a lot of good bands, like being successful in spite of. So I think that. Students have the ultimate power, you know, it wouldn't be no uh, educators without students. But on the other hand, students need to understand that you deserve better and you should request better while also understanding that college is supposed to be hard. College ain't supposed to be easy. It's not your professor's job to make your experience easy. You know, the rigor that comes from college Let's employers know that you have what it takes to be successful to be able to do the job. So, yes, students are important, but uh, the most important thing. And I think that and they have the power to improve their situations if they, you know, if they put the right effort for it, especially where we seeing with these bands like um, Prairie View and um, Tuskegee, where the students say, you know what? Nope, not doing nothing else. Until y'all demand meet some of these demands that we have, it's actually beautiful to see. So yes, the answer to the question is yes. Mario, do students really have the power they think they have? Yeah, man. Um, I mean, agreeing with everything everybody said. I mean, I think it's this is this is a tough question for me to like kind of dive into because I have. Rick and I and you, we've had some real heated conversations about our feelings about some things that we've seen, seen and experienced. And um, I didn't. So because some of the kids, not everybody, but some of the kids that come to some of these HBCU programs, especially when let's let's speak in the musical terms, in terms of music programs, some of them don't come from established programs where they understand that this is what you should receive at the, the next level. They don't even, some of them don't know what they don't know. So 
it it'll go second, third year up into their senior year before they actually started to make a little noise about something because they realized that as they're getting into the field of education or they're getting into the world of kind of like, um, you know, working with people from other areas that go to, you know, maybe PWIs or something, they're realizing there may be shortcomings in some of their education. Now, that's not, like I said, like Rick was saying, it's not up to the school to, to give you every little, you know, nuance of everything. That's not realistic. Um, but there are things that you should just be comfortable with and you should know, and you should have a certain, we should try to take that as far as possible, because if we're, if we're being real, we clamor about HBCUs being, um, at the forefront because they are smaller institutions that allow us to have more personal relationships. Sometimes at our schools, these personal relationships get in front of the academic experience that the kids, young people, the young people, I'm saying kids, young people should be having. Um, on both sides, whether the young person is using that as an excuse not to do something or whether the professor is using that as an excuse not to teach something or not to be on time for class or not do certain things. And so the power definitely goes to the students because if they, they if they knew what it is that they should be receiving, then they would and they knew how to do something um, together collectively. I think that to me is the other angle that I wanted to throw is that sometimes we have a hard time in terms of culture and just, just like agreeing on things. So you sometimes don't have the power and numbers as you need to be able to make these changes and shifts that may need to happen within these institutions or programs within the institution. Um, so yeah, you have the power, but the power is only necessary when you're moving things in a direction, first of all, collectively, and also in a, in a direction that actually it's going to make a, a shift or a change. I mean, you see people arguing about, you know, oh, we don't want this band director. We want this other band director. And both band directors are shit. But you still, you you arguing over, like, who got the lowest, like, you know, you, you know, like some of the stuff that I heard from, and I don't want to mention the institution, but, you know, people are complaining about their band director situation right now and they're posting this stuff on the internet about it. People, you need to proofread what you post online, first of all. And then second of all, you need to make sure that if you're going to post something online, you need to definitely identify what what it is that you really are asking. What are you asking? Are you asking for the marching band to get better? Are you asking for the music program to get better? Those are two different things. You know what I mean? One should lead to the other, but that should definitely start with the music program first. But I don't know, man. Like who? I mean, look, we're coming from a perspective of educators and an alum. And honestly, sometimes as alum, we could be seen as haters. Y'all just hating or y'all all got something to say negative, da, 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 da. Like, it's not trying to be negative or nothing like that, but you, 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 you're you, not going to just ignore the past or ignore what's going on currently just because you don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. Reality is reality, period. So absolutely they have the power. And they and, and using it would be great if they... If, if there can be more solidarity, you know, even what amongst some of the HBCs like Virginia schools, some of these schools, these kids from these schools get together and they are demanding of their institutions to change whatever culture or whatever situation is going on. If they want better, they're the only ones that's going to make it better because otherwise the, the it's going to go along to get along. All right. <clears throat> yeah, that that's, that was a deep one, man. Any final thoughts on that? Cool. All right. Well, let's. He, he seems to to be the first one uh, clocking in, man. Uh, I put the link in the comment section as well. 
just make sure, man, you guys can click that link. One of the things that I, 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 I'm going to keep harping on, y'all got a lot of comments in that comment section. Let's go ahead and go live and let's have these conversations, all right? So let's go ahead and bring in our first guest, Justin, while he's sipping on that Gatorade or Powerade. What's that with it? What up with your brother? Cool, man. Y'all talking about a lot of good topics. I was like, I don't feel like type when I just get out here and talk when I when I can. <laughs> right. Um, uh, starting backwards, the power. Yes. Um, I know at Southern, whenever we ain't like something, we are gonna boycott. It is what it is. We're not just not gonna go to class, or we just gonna just like you know, talk to somebody or get somebody fired. It, it ain't no question about it. Anyway, I know uh, this whole PV thing. That's one of the main reasons I made sure I went to the Swag Championship. Which I wasn't gonna go at first, but I, I got that late, but I still made it. Um, I wanted to ask some of the students, you know, what's actually going on? Because, like you said, Chief, you can't put something out there and not let nobody know what's going on. I seen the little flyer, like save uh PV, and you know me. Well, you, if y'all don't know me, if I if I don't like something that's going on, I'm gonna say it on social media, and I'm gonna just get everybody talking about it. Just got know it's gonna go big. So mm -hmm. I wanted to know before I put my two cents in what was going on, and they're like, you know, some of my budget cuts and like, wait, time out. The band is the biggest entity in the school, bigger than the football team, basketball team, everybody. So the band runs the school. Ah, HBCU State. I don't know if y'all think that way. And the school should cater HBCUs to cater to the band, like you do our school. Southern Southern run stuff. Get their classes first. Everything. That's just how things. Well, where I'm from, that's how I think things are supposed to be ran. Y'all bring the most kids anyway. Uh, they should be doing something about that. And PV band is big as hell, and y'all should want to keep that because if you lose the students. You're losing money. I don't know if y'all see it that way, but that's just outside looking in. Um, so I would chime in on that. No, I agree. I mean, I ain't from PV, but I agree totally. No, I I, I will because I, I think it's somewhat true, right? So, yes, they are the biggest entity, but they are not the biggest moneymaker. Now, one HBCU band in this country makes a substantial amount of money for their school at all, even Southern. You know, like sports – will always come first in a lot of those and all these schools eyes, you know, like, yes, Southern helps sell football games, but it directly funds generating. They don't. So I think that's the reason why, like on the last show, I was saying like these alumni bases need to be more active in trying to get the change the one at like PV. I know for a fact, cause I've talked to them. A lot of the alumni met with the Dean of the um, school of fine arts because they had those same exact concerns, Justin, that you had. This band got 250, 300, 400 people, you know, every year. And you talking about cutting. They put students in every single department on campus. So I think that that's the first part. And then the second part is putting them dollars where your mouth is. You want influence, you need to be, you know, that's the only way it comes. So yeah, band is important, but in the grand scheme of things, band is also very, very expensive. And these schools, you know, they just they have a decision to make, and that's the decision that PV's uh, administration chose to make, and it sucks. And hopefully, you know, with the kids boycotting and with the alumni being active, they'll be able to make something happen, man. Hopefully, that's great, man. But uh, yeah. It, it, it just sucks, but uh, on the on the good note, PV sound great this weekend. I don't know if y'all heard it down. Well, when I heard them play that damn um, "Have Mercy" for the classic, I made it my duty. I got to get my own recording of that. That song slap. I'm talking about everything from the dancers to the bass drums was nice. Um, I wanted to tap in on the, on the top five schools. I won't say my top five, but 
Kentucky State need to be in there no matter what. Point blank period and that Circuit City Classic show. I'm willing to debate and you can pull up whatever your favorite field show is from this year. That show can go toe to toe with anybody's show all year. That's what I want to say. That thing was nice. Justin, it feels good to hear somebody that went to Southern say that PV sound good because for some reason, when I said that, I told I was told that I I uh, what I was I smoking or something like that. Look, it's it, it. I know it's popular to hate on them. The fact of the matter is, they sound amazing when they're on. They've had some moments when they have not been on, and I can agree with everybody on that. Mario, I think. Was like you know they learning music or something. I don't know. Yeah, just making sure they know the charts. I mean, like yeah. when they when they battled Southern, it was clearly songs people didn't know. Yeah. When they battled yeah. Jackson, it seemed like they knew the songs. <laughs> like yeah. they just, just. I mean, they also had what two three weeks to get ready for that game, so they yeah like, right yeah. right right. And then travel nowhere like talk about it besides Southern for real for real. So yeah, yeah, that's that was. So what was the environment like, man, at that game? Because I was watching this. I watched the zero quarter. And I thought PV started angry. Their sound was angry in the in the zero quarter, and that's not PV. So I thought like the couple of the first charts, the sound wasn't the sound I was used to from PV. It was very bright. And then as the game went on, I thought they settled in. I thought the fifth quarter was, like I said, man, it's the best. It's the most balanced, best battle. And for God's sake, they ain't play all them damn rap daddies in the field. So I was up there, like, rejoicing, thanking the Lord. <laughs> and I ain't had to hear every rap song that ever been written in the fifth quarter. No rap daddies in the fifth, man. They only That's hit crazy. you with that one daddy at the end, and that was good. I was happy with it. I was straight. What's crazy is I I, uh, I was I was up there by the dancers, uh, well, by them, when it was called out the song. And one thing Hop said, we're um, Make them know that we really have a book. So that's why they played that first one. And they didn't play nothing. That's crazy. Y'all said that. But I like Angry PV. Me, uh, and back backtrack a little bit. Rick, like I told you, you asked some jokes for real, for real. Like PV is one of the games that they'll look forward to playing because they're gonna be one of the best on the bands. They I don't know who won it, but the, the big dogs in the band. You know, you have big dogs in there, band. Big dogs will tell you, PV, you can hate on them, whatever you want to. They they look the part. That's one thing I like with PV. They always look, they look like a band. Uniforms gonna be nice, you know what I'm saying? Girls gonna be on point. You gotta look. I don't want battle or anything across the field. But anyway, uh yeah. And um they just they they they, they really sound like like they've just been practicing. So even with that and everything that they, they went through, I was just happy to see them, man. Cause you know, like shit, all these other bands traveling and doing all these battle bands and things of that nature. And y'all like dealing with something like budget cuts, come on, man. That don't even sound like the PV I know well outside looking in. I got money over that, so Mm-hmm. I watched your video and I'm I gotta say this though. That first rap daddy that Jackson played in the zero quarter. <laughs> oh my god. Who they, wants smoke they, what song is that? That Who man, wants smoke? Oh my god. Like is that's the matter of fact, was further better. That's the one that oh girl popped out on Ken Janae, the one with the the the, the bang that y'all talking about. That's the one that she led the uh, at, at Boombox on that same song. The yeah, she oh, go I'm, crazy. That shit go crazy, dog. It was, uh, <laughs> it was when they was uh, on the crazy. on the floor, right? When they had right, the little the album. Yeah, bro. That's you. why I said I told Jackson you I've been watching the sets this year. I told you I've been watching the sets this year, so I I, I, I remember. I remember something else, man. <laughs> Yeah, man, that's just 
it's, it, I don't know, man. It's just I, I was happy to see him, man. I was like, yeah, PVR in this thing, man. No matter what. And why I don't, does the Swipe pay for that though? No, man. No, PV. Uh, the school had to pay for to get them there and all yeah. that, bro. Yeah, that's trash. Yeah, yeah bro. The only thing that's, that's trash, for man. Is, like bowl games and stuff like that. All that they got to figure it out. But I, I got a qu- one more question for you, just from my end. I don't know what everybody else want to ask you. Check right, this out. Uh, yeah, go ahead and, and get this get this last one in, and then we'll uh, close out, Justin. And if we hit this after party, you can come back in. No problem. So just, well, maybe it's a question for the after party. I'll ask, and if y'all think we should wait to the after party, I can't stay long. I'm writing. I'm finishing up a 15 page paper, so this is the last paper I'm writing in this doctoral degree, uh, degree other than my dissertation. So I'm I'm happy, but I gotta ask you this. And I've been thinking about this heavy because I've caught myself saying this. Everybody says Southern is consistent. Southern is consistent. Southern. I I called Julian and I and we had this discussion. I think Southern is consistent on rap songs. Only. When they when they play ballads, I have not heard a ballad that sound good. Not one. And we never talk about it. We always brush the things they play under the rug that are not good. But as soon as they hit that song that's powerful or the song that we like, oh, man, they're the greatest thing. When will be an opportunity for when all these people that say they're the most consistent to be able to identify their flaws and say, you know what? They're consistent with being who they are, but they sound bad sometimes, just like every other band in the country. Is that a conversation that any of us can can talk talk about? I have everything to say about it, but it's, it's up to the fellas. I think we should wait. That's gonna go a little while. Okay, yeah, I get all. Yeah, that's, damn, that's a long that's conversation. That's gonna go a little while. <laughs> that's a long. I, I gotta say this though before we get off, because if we get off, you said they consistently be southern. That's what you said, right? Yeah. You said that nothing else is consistently be southern. Yeah. And I heard all y'all on multiple occasions say that uh, y'all appreciate when bands be themselves. Yeah. If everybody's trying to be like Southern, or when they get in front of their monster, they change. Yeah. You know where I'm going with that? Like if that's- I mean, I don't disagree with you at all on that. I think that Southern is the most rogue band in all of HBCU band. When they come to dick riding, they at the top, everybody. But- In my in my opinion, and the reason why people think I'm a hater and I'm not, I've I've said on multiple occasions on this show, I think Southern is a good band. I do. I think Southern is a very talented band. Sometimes that talent is is you know not always stirred in the best direction, but you know we all need to have fun and have them ratchet experience. We all have had them in band. However. I have a huge problem with us as black folks, as music, as the blacks, as the educators, as the, you know, we the blacks, right? The blacks. I can appreciate something while also being critical of it. I never hear that conversation in public. And maybe that's a good thing for Jews because I know a lot of. I'm stuck that you say you ain't never had a good ballad. And to me, that's. that's I I didn't ever hear a good ballad. I haven't heard a good performance. Of the ballad, they have some amazing arrangements. We all know they have good arrangements. Women's this work. Year, are we talking about this year? We talking about overall? How far are we talking this year? This year, yeah. You didn't like that? Uh, spin my always. 
What does it spend my life? Was the Eric Benet? No, the beginning didn't say anytime. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest with you, Quan. I haven't heard a spend my life that was good yet. And I'm talking about, about not only about, from Southern, but also from PV too. So yeah, I'm just going to put it What about the one that Anita Baker when we see each other? The Adele song. Um, all you have to do is listen. I to like these people. three words back in the day. These three words was like four. Them three, them three words. I, I said back in the day. Right. <laughs> That's the one that was, was like in North Carolina. Carolina right? Right? Three words is the that was my joint. These three words are my yeah. joint. I like that one. That's my joint. But my issue is this. Characteristics of music don't change just because you have an S on your chest. Characteristics of music don't change. So I'm Rick, I'm about to get off and, and, and go look at some of these ones. I can't think of the name of them, and I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna give them to you. But yeah, look, uh, go listen to that woman's worth at the beginning. Okay, what, what about you classic uh boombox? No, or any performance. Either one. Either one. Yeah. Okay. Like, that's what I'm talking about, bro. Everybody will, when they get to the loud part, everybody's woo! Go listen to the beginning. That's all I'll say. Go listen to the beginning. And tell me if that's something that sounds good to, to I mean, I'm not gonna I'm gonna be one to say they don't always sound good. I'm just like this. Like when it comes to Southern and, and saying that, it's like okay, if they didn't if they didn't sound good, it's like I'm gonna give you an example. Quack, they, they call it the tubas, they quack a lot. This year they sound like real tubas. The southern dog, southern tubas sound like they quacking, right? I said and that he, last week. I thought this was the best tuba section that Southern has ever had. Right, and, and, and like they always say that the, the Jackson don't have no trumpets. So my thing, Jackson be killing bands without trumpets, and, and Southern be killing bands, and they don't really have tubas. But if they, if you can't answer, what's better than what's better than them? It's like they, they, if you can't answer, and nobody can't answer it, or like class on is better than them. So like that was sad at the beginning. Like the beginning of the song sucked, but still the band across the field can't answer. What that mean for all bands then? Y'all can't, y'all can't answer. A, a sad performance from Southern? That just that just bring everybody else down because. But, but I mean, I, I mean, hold up, I mean, hold I up, hold up. Whoa, 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 I I know you want to go ahead and get your thoughts in, bro. Well, but the, the, yeah, let's let's go I, ahead and, and save it for the after party. I told you. We'll go all day, man. We'll go all day. <laughs> all right. So yeah, I want to go ahead and say that for the after party. I'm gonna be real with you. We ain't gonna have a long after party tonight. We ain't gonna be up to to eleven o'clock. I can tell you that. Quan got to leave his office. Chief got to go take care of them babies. You hear them. You hear them in the background yelling. So, I... <laughs> so we ain't gonna be here long tonight. I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, I'm. We probably gonna maybe hit it to about ten, if that. Well, it that's eleven for you, uh, Rick. So, <laughs> my manager said ten o'clock. All right. So, she said ten o'clock. That's what it is. All right. So let's go ahead and get all this other stuff out of the way, and then we can try to get to an after party. We can have them conversations because I still want to go back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show because there's some things I, I, I just got to get off my head chest. All right. So let's go ahead and do it. Let's do it the right way. And let me get it started. Oop, wrong thing. Boom. 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 There we go. There we go. Uh, all seasoning to fully accentuate the natural flavors of every food by providing simple West Indian fusion spice blends that expand the, expand the palate and encourage all to cook. Switch to a little love seasoning where they provide you with seasonings such as jerk, all purpose, spicy garlic, adobo, lemon pepper and more. 
Remember, food tastes better when it's made with a little love. Y'all like that one? I did it. I'm, I'm trying to get it a little bit better with my with my stuff here. That was good. That was good, bro. Trey. All right. Commercial voice hater. Hey man, stop hating, man. Hey man. No, I'm, that sounds great, bro. To pick me up, man, you know, exclusively HBCU is more than just your typical subscription box service as a company. Their mission is to highlight and collaborate with other HBCU entrepreneurs, extend scholarships to current and future HBCU scholars. Go to exclusively HBCU.com to pick up your hoodies, T-shirts, Letterman's jerseys and more exclusively HBCU made for you and your HBCU. Unmatched Custom Apparel specializes in, specializes in one-of-a-kind, upcycled, and brand-new garment. They service women, men, and children who desire unique apparel that will make you stand out. They have brand-new apparel, but they also specialize in upcycling, which is when they repurpose gently used items. Go to unmatchedcustomapparel.com. Your journey is unmatched. Express it. Wear it. Own it. There we go. See? Yeah. We're getting it. We're getting it. We're getting it. All right. I don't know what that was, Maya. What was that? Was that a... <laughs> she wanted to make that hair bounce. Make that hair <laughs> that bounce. Yeah. All right. Hey, boo-boo kitty. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. Rick Rick said something. Rick said uh, uh, if if people don't uh, answer his phone, then, then you know why. It's messed up that you know. I text Rick and be like, "Hey, bro, what's up?" I get nothing. I guess I'm Rick one of the most. Does not you know, respond to text messages. I am this man's best friend. This man, this man is the godfather to my children. I march with this man. I can text him. I can text him now. He won't respond, and then I will call him and be like, "Yo," and this is two days later, bro. You get my text. What text? The text I sent you two days ago. Oh, yeah, man, I got it. What about it? So you got okay. it and you ain't going to say nothing. No, okay. I'm not a texter. My mom, my dad, my sister cussed me out on this. I am not a texter. I am a let's talk on the phone and have a conversation type person. Y'all know that about me. So I don't know why we even having this conversation. Look, if I hit you with the text, daddy, I just want a nice, quick response. Just like when you hit me with the text, Daddy, I'm going to give you a quick response. I ain't never sent you a text that was a paragraph. But I do get you with the quick response, Daddy. Ain't nobody on this call. If y'all call me, you already know I'm going to hit the, the phone call. If I don't if I don't answer, I'm going to call you back. So call me. You know, okay. you, you phony. You phony. All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up so we can go ahead and get this uh, after party started. Uh, so let's let's do it. Which way we going? Uh, since you want to drum all day, little drummer boy, Quan. Any final <laughs> thoughts? Anything you got for the culture? Uh, but congratulations to all the band directors and band programs on a successful season. Bless God. I pray that you know that your band program wasn't affected by by COVID. Uh, I look forward to next season. Uh, start gearing up, bro. Talk for concert season, one of the most important seasons uh, of the year. Um. You know, let's continue to focus on music education of teaching, uh, band pedagogy, proper band pedagogy. Let's retalk. Let's develop some new concepts and methods and share it within this HBCU world. Um, students continue to, to use your voice in a positive manner. But uh, I say this using your voice, you have to have a clear vision. So write the vision and make it plain for where you want to go and take your your uh, music department, your university, your colleges into that right direction. And uh Keep pushing, man. 
Wow. What he said. <laughs> Raise that I mean, to you, the second power. For well, me. you still going to, you just, I, I'll hit the I agree, daddy, for you, but you still going to get your final thoughts, though. I get my first I agree. There you go. There you go. So you coming up, Kwan. You coming up, dog. All right. Uh, <laughs> Rick, any final thoughts? Anything you got for the culture? Uh, I got three albums for y'all to go check out tonight, man. Just depends on what you want to, what type of music you want to listen to. Oh, yeah. So he read it right. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, I was like, I had heard some Michael McDonald. I was like, man, I like Michael McDonald. Okay. Yeah. The best part of waking up is for just your cup. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I like that Doobie Brothers, like Michael McDonald style of music. So if you like that type of music, man, you want something that's like super hip, and but it's new, check out this group called Young Gun Silver Fox. Young Gun Silver Fox. They got a whole album, man, and it is, it's legit. Like everybody that I've turned on to that album has really uh, enjoyed it. I, I'm really feeling Leon Bridges' new album. I wasn't a fan of his first one. But this Gold Digger Sound album, man, is is really good, man. Like I'm, I'm really feeling it. Uh, and then Kiefer, if you like jazz and R and B like mix, check out Kiefer. And in particular, he has a new album out, so you can start there. But I strongly suggest you go check out his old stuff. But Kiefer has a new album called When There's Love Around. Uh, that's really really hip, man. Kiefer is spelled K I E F E R. Um, really really hip stuff. And y'all saw that new uh, Lucky Day track drop a couple of days ago. Lucky Day, that's my dude, man. He's probably to me the one of the best, you know, in R and B right now. So four good albums for y'all to go check out. But um, you know, man, y'all know my spiel. Support black, you know. Let's keep each other lifted. One thing I'm gonna stop saying on the show, and I suggest we all start doing is that band suck. Because Julian bought something up a couple of weeks ago that is absolutely true. That's students out there. That's kids. You know, they might be a little ratchet up in the stands and all that, whatever. But that's young people. And if we are on our soapbox telling young people that they suck, how is that building up the community? So for me, I'm going to start doing that. Something I strongly suggest we do. You know, we don't have to agree or like everything that's coming from some of these bands. Because God knows I don't. But at the end of the day, <laughs> you know, they can only do what the person in visionary friend of them I'm just jamming to what he's saying. Huh? Oh, like, I, I was confused. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, man. But go ahead, Rick. Are you done? My bad. No, I was just, no, but I know, man, like that, that's just where I am, man. I'm, you know, we all just, I want to be better the same way I want. People would expect us to be better. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, but, yeah, so have a nice night, y'all, uh, for those of you leaving. And for everybody else, God bless you, because I'm going to tell the truth for about 20 minutes in this after party. All right. Chief, any thoughts? Anything you got for the culture? Yeah, man. Um, shout out to Michael B. Jordan, who's hosting, uh, who's actually created the Legacy Classic that's going to be held here in Newark, New Jersey, at the Prudential Center, at Center, uh, the Prue. 
Um, it'll be um, <clears throat> two HBCU basketball games. You have uh, North Carolina A&T and um, Howard University playing at one, and then you have North Carolina Central and Hampton University playing at four. Um, uh, my students will be uh, attending. A lot of my students will be attending that game, and I'm just excited to uh, continue to ex um, extend the opportunities for HBCU culture to be uh, seen in New Jersey. Um, our closest opportunity is uh, Lincoln University, so it's great to just have that opportunity for them to see schools that are a little bit, you know, past the Mason-Dixon line. So um, I'm just I'm just proud of that opportunity, and thank you, Michael B. Jordan. I don't know if you ever see this, but you know, shout out to him, man, for putting that together, and all the people who are behind that. So um, uh, that is December 18th, Saturday, December 18th. So that'll be dope. Oh, and next Thursday, um, I'll be having my um, winter concert. So yeah. I'll try to maybe post some links in the next show or whatever. So or show after next to let, you know, let people see some stuff. Yeah. Just make sure you get it to us, man. We're going to post it up on the Instagram. You know, we can't post the whole thing, but we'll get for some sure, clips. For sure. All right. And last but not least, you already know how we do it. All right. Maya. <laughs> I ain't get to play it for real last time. So you go get it this week. Matter of fact, you go get a double. Good, All right, there you go. Maya, any, any thoughts you got? Anything for the culture? Uh, praise God for Jesus, from whom all blessings flow. All right, now, don't get us in here. Amen. Right. Don't, 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 Amen on that. Listen, right. I mean, we wrapped up a, a good season. It's the return of the Mac season. Um, starting something new. I think we got a lot accomplished, a lot of accomplished for the culture um again reach one teach one put your money where your mouth is alumni associations we definitely have to do what we have to do to do what we can do rather to um push the next generation forward so let's just keep doing what we're doing speaking about our truths and yeah let's pay it forward all right uh and finally me man i'm gonna go ahead and say this off top um uh, my boys are doing a great job. Uh, seven great seven game running streak. We just beat the Nets tonight. Uh, welcome back, James Harden to to the Toyota Center. But you going home with a loss to the Rockets, so I, I appreciate you. Um, but uh, outside of that, though, uh, be quiet, man. I don't care if anybody cares. I care. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, uh, but other than that, no, I I would definitely say, man, I appreciate everybody who continues to stop by, who continues to support the channel, who continues to support the network and supports every single one of us in all of our endeavors, man. I um, got a lot of things coming up, like really, really got a lot of things coming up very, very soon. And I want to make sure that everybody's a part of it. So please make sure that you do subscribe to the network. That's not something I'm asking you to do just because I want you to be a part of the network. We have a lot of great things coming up. And so I want to make sure that you are a part of that. Um, also, I want to pre uh, say I appreciate everybody for clicking that like button. If you haven't clicked the like button already, go ahead and do it. You still got time. If you want to hang out with us a little bit for the after party, we will be here to do so. Uh, we only going to be here to 10 o'clock Central Standard Time, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. After that, we out. We are not going to be on here all day. We got jobs. Um, I also do want to say tomorrow, uh, I do have a concert tomorrow. My been beginning band kids we got a concert tomorrow good lord uh and then on the 13th i have a concert with uh 
my Symphonic 1 and Symphonic 2 students. So I got two concerts coming up. So, you know, it's wintertime, man. So you got to do the winter concerts. So you already know that's coming up. So uh, I appreciate everybody who continues to support us and support what we do. We are still educators. We are still in the game. We are still in the business. So I do appreciate everybody who not only supports this channel, but supports what we do. Rick, look like you got something to say. You about to say something? Yeah, man. I was going to, I did have one more very important thing to say. It's audition season in drum corps, y'all. I know, you know, we all love the HBCU band culture, but if you really want your kids to have a well-rounded musical experience, there's a lot of drum corps that are looking for HBCU style students to be a part. I'm the caption head of the Mandarin's Drummer Bugle Corps out of Sacramento, California. I've been with the Blue Coats before that for the last nine years. All of us are looking for HBCU style students. So for all you band directors that are watching right now, college band directors, if you have exceptional students that, you know, you think would, you know, benefit from participating in DCI, you know, you can reach out to me on Facebook uh, and I can link you up with either one of those organizations. But this is a really important time of year. And, you know, I just think our students would really excel in that activity as I did. And I would love for us to be able to give that experience to our kids. So. Just consider that if it's something you're interested in. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to definitely say 100%. Uh, please go ahead and, and uh, support that. Um, get your kids involved. Get your students involved, man. It definitely is a major opportunity. One of the opportunities that I wish I would have been able to take when I was in high school that I did not get a chance to do. And when I really found out about the activity, like truly understood the activity, I had already made my age out year. So uh, no, I, I would definitely say if you have any students out there, please get them involved in the activity. It gives them more than just the one sided view of what you have. And it also allows them to be able to meet a, a completely different culture of people, man. And, th and it makes them more well-rounded, especially makes them more well-rounded. So get them involved in that. Last thing I got to say, man, I got to give it up to my little dude. One hundred percent. That's my man. Fifty grand. My son. My son just had a birthday, man. And and uh my man my little dude is six years old man he 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 he's made it man so um you know i'm very happy about that and and makes me makes me very glad this weekend we celebrating his birthday i don't know what he want to do he, he probably gonna try to take me around the world in 80 days but we're gonna do it because that's my little dude man so shout out to my son he's up there asleep right now that's gonna be the heir to this whole business and thing that we putting together so i definitely want to make sure that that i give him his love and his flowers and everything that he deserves, man, because that's my boy. All right. Outside of that, man, let's go ahead and get out of here. We're going to start that um, after party. We're going to start the after party. Yeah. In a minute. All right. So give us about maybe 30 to uh, 30 seconds to maybe 30 to 60 seconds. And we'll be right back. My camera's still going to be off because I don't know what's going on. No, I'll probably turn it back on. You can see my, my ugliness. All right. Thank you for tuning in to Talk That Talk. Find us on social media outlets and YouTube at Real Talk That Talk. Talk That Talk is a brand of the Passion Is Network. You can contact Passion Is at passionis1919 at gmail.com. If you would like to contact the panel of Talk That Talk, email us at realtalkthattalk at gmail.com.